Aloha, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. It's the holiday season, and for a lot of folks, this may be a time of celebration, but there are those who have lost loved ones who are experiencing a lot of grief during the holidays. And what can you do to help yourself during a very difficult time when maybe you've lost someone that's very close to you, and the holidays just bring up reminders of all the good times and what wonderful, joyful experiences you did have? Are there ways that the rest of us can help out if we know someone has been through this situation and we want to make sure that they experience some sort of joy and peace during the holiday as well? Well, today we're going to hear a firsthand account from my colleague and friend, Dr. Teresa Wee. She is a pediatric specialist, and she's had over 34 years of practice in YPO Gentry, and you've been through this situation yourself. Is that right? That That's correct. And yes. Tell me a little bit more about your personal circumstance, because that's really why this has become a mission for you, to make sure that everybody has some sort of way to spend their holidays in a way that acknowledges everything that's gone on in their life and doesn't ignore it. Well, you know, I wanted to be a doctor since I was very young, and it turns out that I went to uh, undergraduate and uh, medical school with my, my future husband, and so we got married. We went to uh, Ohio State University to do our residency. And then there was, a, there was this opportunity. He was internal medicine. I was pediatrics. And a new office was opening up in the pineapple fields of Waipio Gentry. So we decided to buy a home there and start our practice back in 1984. And we, had a, we raised our four children out there. It was a very successful practice, I I feel, and we got to know the community. However, uh, on June 11, 2010, my husband, in in perfect health, he just died suddenly and unexpectedly after we celebrated, a few days after we celebrated our 30th wedding anniversary. Wow, and that had to be a difficult experience. I mean, you grew up as an adult, With this man, I mean, medical school, you started when you were young, perfect combination, pediatrics, internal medicine, take care of the whole family through all ages. And so you were in business with your husband, your partner in life, your partner in business. And, and then all of a sudden he wasn't there, you know, and, and it was, it was so shocking. It took me about two or three months to really sort of digest this. And I could not take any time off. And I had to figure out what I really wanted to do with the business. I felt so depressed. I I really didn't even care if I woke up the next morning. I still had to see patients. But, you know, the the health community came out. People actually came out and and helped to see my patients and told HMSA all the money is going to go back. So for two or three months, I was able to to hold things together. But finally... um, I went to Maranoa Catholic School, and, you know, I had stopped going to church. But finally, um, three months later, I said, you know, God, if if you really are there, you better show me a sign. And that, within five days, this lady comes up to me, and she says, hey, I have 25 years of experience. I'm a practice manager, and I'd like to help you. I said, I'm going bankrupt. I don't, I can't pay you. She says, it's Okay. Let me help you, and you pay me later. 
But before we start, may I pray for you? So together, we decided to to rebuild the practice. And so it's Talk been about a years. sign. The one thing you needed was someone to help you with your business. And somebody knocks on your door. Hello, I want to help run your business. And you're like, but it's in a crisis mode. Right. So that if, if that isn't the universe calling out to you, I'm not quite sure what is. Yeah. So you went from having this, this shock. Not only is this affecting your business, but you've still got four kids. Well, they're, they're grown up. But the other thing I failed to mention is within one week of my husband's death, uh, the, uh, my lease was up. So they basically said, you have to sign a five or 10 year lease. And I said, okay. So they, they told me you got to get out. So I didn't even have a place to stay. To make it worse is yeah. your lease is up. You've got to, you got to leave this place. This is your business. Your life is falling apart. Yeah. Uh, this is like the perfect storm of horrible. Right. And I, you know, I really thought, okay, I'm going to give up being a doctor. I'm 54 years old, whatever. But I went to Jabsom, and I, I felt that Hawaii invested in me. And I thought, maybe there's still a possibility. Now I have this ally with me. Let me think about this. Maybe it's not time to throw in the towel. And opportunity after opportunity came up. So I ended up buying a 2,700-square-foot office up the road and so designing it. So you lost the lease, and then you wound up buying another place and designing up it the, the way— I you wanted. wanted yes right up the road yes wow and it's been it's been almost eight years now and um, I'm happy to say we wellness center is doing well I have two other pediatricians working with me and I have an internal medicine doctor and we're seeing a lot of new patients in the area because again central Oahu is an area that's growing as well as Kapolei Eva Beach very much so. So yes. in those initial couple of months when you were dealing with this complete life tragedy, mm-hmm. was there anything that someone, I mean, obviously the business manager woman who came up and said, let me run your business yeah. is pretty amazing and incredible. Is there anything someone could have said to you that would have helped you? Because I think there are a lot of people, first of all, a lot of people think, hey, being a doctor, you get paid a lot, it's really easy. And they don't realize the reality of that situation and responsibility is certainly not the easiest job in the world. I think you would you would agree with that, right. and I certainly agree with that. Is there something someone could have said to you during those, during those months, those really difficult times when you weren't even quite sure where, where you were going next, that could have helped you, that th- someone could say to someone else if they thought of the same situation? I think after the funeral, people people didn't come around anymore. I think if, if someone has lost a loved one, it's important to, to just be there with them. You, you don't even have to say anything. I'm thinking of you. Is there anything I can do for you? I, you know, now the other thing I wanted to mention is I just so happened to have a friend who invited me, Kaiser, has a free grief support. And I stumbled into it two months after my husband passed. And it's free and open to the public at Kaiser Moana Loa. It's um, every uh, second f- Sunday and from 1 to 3 p.m. And that has helped me tremendously. I have been going for eight years now. And every time I go, I get healing. So if I'm in town, I will go and and this grief support, there are many on the island, and that has been such a lifesaver. 
Because a lot of people might think they don't necessarily want to share that grief with yes. a group of people they don't know that yes. they consider to be strangers. But in fact, after going to those events for all this time, I bet people aren't strangers anymore. They become your next they're, group they're of like best my, friends. They're my family. They're and, your family. And I look forward to it. And, and these, whenever we have a new person who has just lost someone and it's so raw, we feel with them. And so we've just become like a, a family and, and we have people that come and go. But I like to be there because I guess you could call us wounded healers, you know, where we're, we understand what people are going through. And so we have a few steadies that come and um, it, it's so rewarding. I go because every time I go, I heal. And there's nothing more powerful than saying, I have walked in your footsteps. Yes. I understand what you're going through, and I will walk you further along your path to healing. There's, there's nothing more powerful than right. that. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. I'm here with Dr. Teresa Wee, and we're talking about how to handle grief and loss during the holidays. If you haven't lost someone, but someone you love has, there are some things you can do to help them as well. And this is something that really all of us at some point in our lives are going to experience some type of loss. Good that we have some ideas on how to handle it before it happens, without even any warning. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Chaminade University, Inter-Island Solar Supply, and Hastings & Pleadwell, a communication company. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. Teresa Wee. She is running the Wee Wellness Center. Yes. And she's telling us a little bit about your story with dealing with grief. You suddenly, back in 2010, your husband died unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. He was your life partner, your business partner. He was the person you, you grew up with as, a, yeah. as an adult and as a practicing doctor and suddenly was gone. Now, you mentioned that that's eight years ago, and yet it's yes. still very fresh yeah. in your mind. The memories, I think, are those things that you just never forget. The first couple of months, you said it was really just trying to wake up and survive till the next day. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people say, well, you know, it'll get better. It'll just take a little while. It'll just be a few months. There's no time limit on grief. When you think about that process of how it took for you to deal with day one mm-hmm. versus day 100 versus day 365, right. was there ever any point where you felt like it got a little bit easier? Or is that such a personal experience that it's hard to really put some kind of time frame on it? You know, everyone has a different time frame. But initially, you know, when my husband passed away, you know, one of my first thoughts is, how am I going to live the the next 30 or 40 years without him? When I went to grief support, they told me, just live every five minutes. The Go, next three or four minutes. Yeah. 30 just, or 40 minutes. Don't right. worry about years, Teresa. Worry about minutes. Right. And and that was great advice for me because mm-hmm. I I didn't have to plan my whole life for the next 30 to 40 years. and And so, you know, what I learned in grief support is if you haven't loved, you wouldn't grieve so much. And so it's okay. It's okay to cry. I wanted to walk through the fire. I wanted to feel everything. I wanted to 
I wanted to experience this grief fully. And I, with the help of other people who had been there, because my personal family would not really talk about it. I come uh, from an Asian family, and and people just said, you'll be all right. No one really told me. I, I feel like someone's tearing my heart out. I feel like I'm dead. I feel... I feel so lost, so empty, and and no one expressed that. I said, am I going crazy? And so having that lack of the family wanting to talk about it must have made it very difficult should there be any family gatherings. We're about, it's holiday season, so we're about to have, you know, Christmas and New Year's, and some people are celebrating Hanukkah and other types of holidays. It's a time when family gets together. Yes. When you think about how you experienced that first Christmas without your husband. Was there anything that was done that was memorable that you felt was helpful? And was there anything else that someone could have done to sort of make that an easier transition for you? I had family. um, People came over, set up a Christmas tree for me. Um, But no one really wanted to talk about him that much. And and it would have given me joy to, you know... um, kind of reminisce about some good times but but again that that first that first year um is is very difficult um altogether. and there's no way around it and there's no way around you got to go through that ring of fire exactly. into it in order to come out the other side and i think you really need to feel if you need to cry i don't apologize i will cry to this day i will sometimes cry when i'm talking about the story but it's okay because there was so much love and memories. And you mentioned there's grief support. You went to the one at Kaiser Moanalua. Mm-hmm. There are grief support groups oh. across the island. Did you find that in going, you were, you mentioned you always feel like there's healing. I suspect that you're also helping quite a few other people through that process as well. I, you know, I, I hope I am. And um, I I do think that, that people come to me and they appreciate that I share the story because it's 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 painful. Very personal. It's very personal. You you're very vulnerable and to repeat it again and again. But and I cry, but they're they're tears of joy of thinking about someone who who was so dear to me. How did your kids manage? You know the the children. The youngest was twenty one. I have four children. When Steve passed away, uh, twenty one to twenty seven. They each grieved in their own way, but luckily they were pretty much, I think, adults. And and it was hard, but I tried to be there. It was difficult for me to be there, and and two of them were on the mainland, and others, you know, they had their lives. Well, it's hard. They look to you for strength, and you're just trying to get up every day and get dressed and go to work because you need to do something to maintain your practice and, and not be evicted, not just from your office, but from yes. your home and all sorts of places. Now, let's consider when people who maybe this past year have lost a loved one, mm-hmm. you're mentioning that it would be great to have experienced and talked with them mm-hmm. and I talk about them and incorporate them into this whole holiday. You know, I've heard some people say, don't ignore the fact that they would have been there. Yes, you know, toast to them. Yes. Or for some people, set a place for them if you feel that's what yeah. you want to do. And don't acknowledge, don't ignore their absence. Acknowledge yes. it. Acknowledge it. Talk about it. 
cry about it, laugh about it. That's what you it. need to exactly. And and don't be of don't isolate that person. You know, it's like this big elephant in the room. Acknowledge it. Say, tell people. I don't know what to say, but I'm but here. I'm here. I'm here. here. And if you want to talk about it and you get upset, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes when people are crying, we have a tendency to say, don't cry. It'll get better. When in fact, it might be more powerful to say, tell me, tell me about your feelings. Tell me why you're crying. What can I do to be there with you? Not to help you make it better, but to walk that road with you. Because it's, it's a lonely experience. It's a very lonely experience. I remember the day after my husband died, I was at Foodland and I saw everyone going about their business and I said, the, the world, world ended. What are you talking about? Yeah, my world just ended. Why are you going about your business? As Why if, are you buying cereal for tomorrow? Yeah. I mean, the world is over. What? And, and you know, as a testament to Steve, what a great doctor he was. He, There were so many in the community. I couldn't even shop there because everyone would cry to me. And I said, it's okay. You'll find another doctor. <laughs> you were trying to help them yeah. with their own... Doctor seeking because yeah. you lost your husband. Sometimes I think, yeah, there's that sense of of them expressing grief to you. And in fact, you were almost their grief counselor, but you had the bigger loss, I would like I to said, openly I, say. He was my husband. <laughs> yeah. So this year mm-hmm. and maybe last year and the mm-hmm. year before, do you do anything special to remember him during this time? You know, um, my my children we we celebrate his birthday by going to the cemetery and at holidays we we talk about him my grandchildren i see my son um saying i'm going to raise him like dad raised us and so we will freely talk about him and it's been 8 years it's been 8 years and I did want to add, I I wasn't looking for a husband, and someone plopped in front of me. And um, within a couple of months, I said, wow, you know, he had lost his wife. Um, So You shared that. Yeah, so about three years later, I I got remarried. And and again, um, I had him come to grief support. He didn't think he needed it, but... He um, he really has benefited, and and so I have been married now, remarried, and and um, I do think I have a wonderful life, and there's a lot more giving that I think I can do. Well, we're going to talk some more about some steps that people can take if they're dealing with acute, sudden grief, and what are some ways they can help take care of themselves, not just emotionally, but also physically as well. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here with Dr. Teresa Wee, and when we come back, we're going to finish and wrap up here about how to really help people going through the grieving process, and what are some physical steps that people can do to help them during this very difficult time of their lives. We'll be right back. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to contributors Bush Consulting and Sacred Hearts Academy. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here with Dr. Teresa Wee, and today we're talking about grief and loss during the holidays. Now, in the first part, we heard Dr. Wee talk to us about her experience of the sudden death of her husband and how that really just rocked her world immediately. And then how things have gone over the last few years and how you can celebrate a loved one even when they're no longer with us in person. 
Now, there's a lot of things people can do physically for themselves as well. You mentioned that isolation is one of the difficulties Mm -hmm. because you may be experiencing grief. And after the big funeral or the big events, everyone goes about their lives. And now you're left alone. And there is a whole different aspect of how you live your life during that time. And it's not necessarily going to be the same as it was before. It can't be. So during those times, what can individuals do that will help them to deal with this? What kind of physical things can they do just to help them survive during this very difficult process? I think one of the first things that you have to do is take care of yourself physically. I think it's important that you do some exercising, some walking. That'll help to clear your your brain fog. I think it's important to try to eat and try to eat healthy. So the eating is important, drinking your water, really just just kind of doing self-care. And not feel guilty about yeah, it. Yeah, and being kind to yourself. I think a lot of times people have a tendency to say, I know I should, but there's so many other people who need something from me, I have to take care of them first. But in fact, there's that whole, you know, you see it every time you go in the airplane, put on your oxygen mask before you put it on for someone else. So it's that same kind of theory of do something to be gentle and take care of yourself. The other thing I wanted to mention is is to take time to, to, to just breathe, Concentrate on breathing, meditation, whatever you want to call it. Because after Steve died, I was I was so tied to him. Like I had to really figure out the new normal for me. I had to figure out who am I by myself. A new identity. A new identity. And who do I want to be? Who have I always wanted to be by myself? And... And that was a big revelation for me. It was probably a question you hadn't asked yourself before. No. Because you never had to. It was always part of a team approach or where he goes, I will go. Right. Or we will go there together and and we'll decide then. And so so my practice manager, um, the person who came to help me, she looked at me and she asked me a question no one had ever asked me. She said, Dr. Wee, what is your passion? Wow. That's a deep one. And I looked at her like, is she talking to someone else? And I said, my passion has been to help families um, that are obese. That has always been my passion. She says, okay, let's start doing some workshops to help them. So we immediately started some workshops. Fantastic. We did several of these. And, and then the whole community saw me and they said, I want to go. And I said, no, you're not my patient or you're Kaiser. Go talk to your doctor. So that was where I said, I'm going to set up a nonprofit that's open to the entire community. So no longer was it going to restrict. It was going to be inclusive. Yes. And let everybody come. And so that was the birth of Walk with the Doc Oahu, my nonprofit. So let's talk about Walk with the Doc, because this is something you do in addition to running your whole business, mm-hmm. is that you set up a system where you go walking periodic, actually every week. No, every Saturday. Every Saturday, you're out there, rain or shine, bring an umbrella. Yep. And what is that process about? What is it that you do? So I'm there from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. at Central Oahu Regional Park, uh, Patsy Mink Park, and I start off with a new health tip, so I want to educate everyone. And then we do a warm-up. We walk for 45 minutes. We have a short path, a medium, and a long path. 
we all regroup and we do a cool down and then I have fruits and, and water. And and it's been I've been doing this for three years now. We normally get between twenty five to thirty five people every Saturday. Um and it's 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 amazing um the results, the testimonials that I've been getting. People are telling me this is the first time I've been able to to decrease my blood pressure. My doctor says I need to exercise, and now my cholesterol is going down. And so I am a pediatrician, but um, I have many adults who come to this walk. Well, uh, you know, kids grow up. Yeah. And you've been in it for 34 years, so yeah. you've seen them grow up, and some of them have probably had their own kids. Yes. So, you know, I think the motto of the family unit yes. and having everybody come together and then bringing them all, the whole concept of, we're going to do it together. We're going to be responsible yes. to answer to one another. We're going to go and pick our walk short, medium, long. We're going to do all this as a group. Then you get that whole support system around it so uh-huh. that it's really easy to say to yourself, and how many times have I said this, I'm going to go exercise on Saturday morning. And Saturday morning comes around and I'm like, I'm going to sleep in on Saturday yeah. morning. Because if you don't make a plan to meet someone yes. else, you often have no problem disappointing yourself because you're not disappointed. You're actually happy. But long term, that's not the most effective. Yeah. So when you say, I'm coming, Dr. Wee, then they will often, they will have that additional motivation. Accountability. To show up. Exactly, mm-hmm. the accountability. And th- how many times have I said, I don't feel like going? <laughs> Oh, I'm the doc. <laughs> yeah. Oh, walk with the doc is not the same if the doc isn't there. So you kind of have to be there every Saturday. And do you know I have to kick my butt out? But after I'm done, I'm like, oh, my God, I feel so good. I, I just feel so energized. Like, I'll go home and clean the house. Okay. I'm just going to give you my address. Because <laughs> if you have that much energy, you want to come clean a house. I have got a house that you can help me out with, I'll tell you. But again, it's sort of getting you up on Saturday weekend. You know, they always talk about keeping your routine. Yes. Getting up the same time during the weekends as you do during the week keeps your body feeling better, keeps you yep. on a schedule, and it really helps to motivate you. All those things. I mean, how many times have I said, boy, if I was home right now, there's so much I would have gotten done before noon. Yeah. And then on a Saturday when I'm home, I'm like getting out about I'm like, I've done nothing and it's noon. <laughs> How did this happen already? So it sort of gets you up, gets you going, yeah. gets you energized, yeah. and then you have that energy the rest of the day. And what the neat thing about it is I tell people, because these are all strangers to one another, but we become a family. Because I say, I want you to walk with a new person each time. Oh, just up the ante. Yeah. So you got to walk with somebody you don't know. Yes. So meet them, walk with them, get to know them, have a buddy, an exercise yes, partner. Yes. And, and you know, anyway, so we want to make it a project to do the Great Aloha Run. And so anyway, we're talking about maybe even having a few more, um, you know, just to kind of get in shape. But But I'm just trying to keep everyone excited. Well, and your enthusiasm comes across clearly. We need to see this program come not just in central Oahu, but kind of branch off. Maybe the medical school can get involved. You're an alumni, so maybe they can also establish a branch and really have this come together and work with everybody. I think it'll be fantastic. I have several students who have gotten into medical school who I've mentored. So one of my projects is to get this program into the medical school and have the medical students run it. 
which makes it more sustainable. Yes. Not that it's not just with you, but it also multiplies the potential effort. Right. And then these young students will want to come back and, and continue this after I'm gone. Well, hopefully you're not going anywhere well, anytime going soon. Anywhere. <laughs> but as you know, you never know. So things people can do if they're dealing with a grief situation. You can be there for the other person. Mm-hmm. Encourage them to go to grief support. Help them to physically take care of themselves. And if they need to do something like get out and get walking, this is a great program to kind of get yes. them started and get them motivated. I got to tell you, Dr. We, we're going to have to do it again. I want to thank you for sharing your expertise with us today on The Body Show. I loved it. Thank you so much for well, having me. We will have you on again anytime. If you'd like to hear this show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org. Follow the links to The Body Show, and you can also hear us on the HPR app. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Have a wonderful, happy holiday, and we will see you every Monday right here on The Body Show. See you then.